0: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kennedy, sitting here with two of my close friends and co-hosts, Mickey Dell and Justin Herbie. Herbeth. How are we, boys? We'll start with you, Mickey.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am the big horse, Mickey Dell. I am the owner, the manager of the 2023 version of Mixed Pigs. Robbie, doing well. Justin, where is the lip worm, brother?
2: I don't know, mate. It's uh, It's gone. I've, I've finally done it. I've had it for about five years, so this is strange. I don't know. I look about 12 at the
1: moment. Anyone anyone who is following us along on YouTube is getting to see this. It actually took us a while. We were sitting in studio. I think I've been looking down. Everybody's kind of been prepping for this yeah. episode a bit. And then I think finally Justin and I looked up at the same time and I nearly jumped off my – I didn't know who it was. I thought his son had either just grown like the quickest I've ever seen in my life yeah. or some cousins just stepped in in studio just to represent, mate. It's a brand new look. It's fresh. It is, it is mate. I'm going the clean cut look after you, Robbie. Oh, thanks, mate. I try. I, I, I give off as clean as I possibly can. But anyways, we're going to dive into the episode. Everyone who's joining us for the first time, welcome. We are very excited. Everyone can hear. We've had plenty of sugar. I've got a whole nother family block of Kit Kat to get through, to get through this episode. I'm really excited about it because, like we've said before, we are getting closer and closer to round one. Um, but anyone who's joining us for the first time, welcome. If you haven't subscribed, click subscribe. You do not want to miss any of our episodes as we get closer to the season proper. What we are doing for today's episode is it's time to rebuild. We are building a team to get you ready for round one. There has been so much chat on Twitter. It has been going ballistic that we thought instead of just going game by game, we're going to start to build a team and have a chat and a debate and see what we
3: can do. You know what? A, what a great idea. What's your idea thoughts to do about this, guys? How
1: do, how do we feel?
3: What a great idea. Because what we've been doing is we've been. We sort of picked our teams a month ago, and we've just been chopping and changing players out as we've been discussing. And you came up with the idea today, Rob, to go, well, why don't we clear the slate? Let's go on our statistics that we've studied, we've researched. We've seen a couple of games now. We know how players are playing. We know how coaches are game planning. We know what positions these guys are playing now. Why don't we just have a crack and let's build the best team we can?
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I've had to swallow some uh, ideas and words that I've had uh, for the last couple of weeks, and especially after seeing today. Uh, but I think Clarko's disciples are going going to, going to be pretty strong in 2023. I'm going to say a fun fact for you boys, okay? There are three things in this world that will survive a nuclear explosion, all right? Do you know what they are? Twinkies, With cockroaches, cockroach. <laughs> and Clarko's disciples. So there you go. That's, that's how strong I feel.
1: Mate, uh, you're very lucky you don't live in WA, and I don't know of a good bakery in uh, Victoria. I'm going to have to call my mum and maybe ask her because I'd be sending you some serious humble pie for uh, a few of the things that you've been saying with a few of the stats that have been coming out. <laughs> uh, mate, I'm stoked. Uh, you know, For all our fans, everybody knows most of the time we come in with a bit of an intro, and we haven't done it today. And I know why you haven't, because damn well I'd be saying, Kanga, 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 Poo, poo, poo. Because that's what they put up against the Western Bulldogs, mate.
2: (laughs) Absolute nonsense. You've got to give it to the doggies, though. They looked really good today. Like Liam Jones. uh, I think just their recruits fill their gaps really, really well. Liam Jones especially. I think he's their big missing piece. Um, But, yeah, the Kangas... Well, not too great. It's just, uh, yeah, they're fooling everybody before they come out round one and beat the Eagles by 120 points.
1: You'd want to hope so because if there's anyone that they might have a chance against, it's West Coast. I think they started with Hawthorne last year and you thought they were a chance and your bet went south
2: very quickly. I've, I've also got to contact the AFL and I've got to contact Supercoach because there's been a huge mistake on Nick Larkey's name. It's not Nick. It's it's Sev. So Sev Larky, right? Uh, because of you know what was it seven goals he kicked last year. I think he can go. He can go ten Larky.
1: Ten Larky, mate. You mate, you have prepped for this episode, and I like it. I'm I'm very excited. Anyways, we're gonna mate. dive right in. We've hit that five minute mark. Let's dive into it and see what we can do and build a team. For everyone listening at home or watching on YouTube, thank you. And what we are going to try and do here is build a team, like I said, we're going to start with the defenders. We're going to talk about who's that sort of lock primo, who we think is the best sort of mid-price, maybe lock in a couple of rookies and move on to the next line. And then we'll come back again and see if we can fill in some gaps. So be prepared for a bit of debate. Um, and let's see what we can do. I've got a I've got an empty super coach line up here in front of me. So that's what I'm looking down at. We'll uh, We'll dive into it. So boys, we start with the defenders. Who's our Who's our lock, Primo? Justin, I'll I'll start with you. If you're only allowed to pick one, who is who would you want to put up as your lock, Primo, to start in that D
2: one spot? I'll go Doc. Just from what I've seen from him in the uh the preseason, I think he's looked really well. Um, and I I like his role, so I'll go Doc.
3: I'm gonna go a bit left field here, and my first choice was going to be Jordan Dawson. But I'm going to go Bailey Dale after watching him. Uh, He was exceptional behind the ball, uses the ball well, uh, finds space. Uh, He's very creative with the ball. And uh, I think that's going to translate into some huge super coach goals. And with uh, Caleb Daniel playing through the midfield as well, I think that frees him up to be the number one rebounding defender for the Western Bulldogs.
1: Yeah, I I reckon we've talked about the likes of Ballydale, um, Isaac Cumming, things like that. I think I think we might come back to them. Um, I think they might to might that D2 spot, but we'll get some more explanation for you from maybe why D1. But we might not have too much debate here because I'm locking in Doherty as D1 as well. So let's call it a simple two-to-one vote here to start with, and we're going to lock in Sam Doherty. I really like his, his role, and he's putting up some great numbers. So that was a nice and easy one to start with. We've got some good names to kick us off. Let's dive into maybe the bigger conversations, which I think will probably pop up in other lines. I think defense is maybe a little bit easier, but we'll give a few people some options. The mid-price maniac. Now, this person might sit around D3, might be a D2, who knows, but doesn't matter for right now. Mid-price, under that sort of 400K, who are we going? I'll start with you this time, Dell. Who's your, who's your person?
3: Liam Jones. Uh, after watching him today, just his intercept positions across the back line, Uh, it's like he's just picked up where he left off when he left Carlton. He was priced in the high 480s, 470,000s at his best at Carlton. So this guy has the potential to be able to be up there with the premium defenders in Supercoach this year. And with the way the Western Bulldogs play and wanting to, uh, with Bailey Dale being that run and create, but also needing someone big, someone that's able to take a mark to be able to drop off their defender. After watching them today, Liam Jones is that man.
2: I'll go a bit left field as well, then, Mick. Uh, so I'm not going to say the the man from West Coast like everybody thinks I am, um, but I'm going to go Hunter Clark. Um, I quite like him now. So he's uh, he had three. He's at 315k, 24 touches. Uh, was it today or yesterday? Whenever it was, um, I think if he stays fit, he's just going to make you money. Um, it's just if he stays fit. That's the biggest question because obviously he's had a lot of injuries the last couple of years. But a new system, a new coach, um, hopefully he's rejuvenated and he can, yeah, at that price, I think he's pretty well priced for his skill and talent. We're going to have our first debate. We're going to have a first debate and I like it because
1: I think you can only afford to have one of these two players. So I'm going to say two names. I'm the host. I can do whatever I want. Um, I want to say two names because I think you can only have one and I like the other two names you've thrown up. So if my two names, because they're sitting in those mid 300,000s, because I like Liam Jones, but I think you can pick one of these guys and then Liam Jones becomes the next, yeah. is Elliot Yo, And I, we know it comes down a lot to fitness, but we know he's going to be that bull in that midfield. But the other one I really like, and you mentioned him earlier in one of our episodes quite a few times ago, uh, I really like the look of Ben Long. I think the role that he's playing at Gold Coast. Um running off half back, I think he had something like nine rebounds out of fifty. He ran at ninety three percent efficiency um and, and put up some good scores. I really like what he's doing. So where do we go here, boys? What, uh, does anyone want to respond to, to where we
2: where we go with this first pick of our mid price maniac? Right, Benny Long. I was I'm Ben Long number one fan, honestly. I I dropped his name like two months ago before he was even traded, right? Um, so the problem is, is he's in my forward line. So um, the back line, I see like a little okay. bit more value with okay. Hunter Clark. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I like him in that forward line role. Just think there's- I'm going to tell
1: you now, my vote My my vote is not Hunter Clark. He's burnt me. I think he's got all the potential in the world, but I just don't think he's doing enough right now to, to warrant that spot um so dell i'll let you pick between liam jones ben and i don't like the. i don't mind the ben long call to go forward Yep. unless mickey dell you want hunter clark you've got the choice now between elliot yo ben long or stick with your man liam jones
3: yeah i don't like the hunter clark pick sorry uh herbie but i'm going to go with yo um just purely because Uh, West Coast played without a recognised ruckman on the weekend and Riley O'Brien absolutely gave him a bath. You put Nick Nack back into that side, he's going to get first use out of the middle. Uh, Being an inside mid, his uh, points are going to go through the roof. Ben Long is basically relying on the other team messing up and playing off him to get his scores, where Yo is in the thick of the action, game in, game out. So I'm going with Yo.
1: Now I know what you're thinking here, Justin. You'll you'll give a little smirk. The Rob Kennedy, Mick Delaney, best buds, kind of like love picking each other. Mate, it was one pick ago that you and I just agreed on Doherty, so we're 50-50 at the moment, so just pull your jets.
2: We agree on on the primos, but when (laughs) these uh, mid-price maniacs, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get the boxing gloves on for those ones.
1: We haven't disagreed on Ben Long, you just haven't got him in your forward line, so mate, I jumped on board the Herb train. I mean I would have jumped on board more if he had a mustache, but now I'm a bit confused. <laughs> I, like, I like the Elliot Yo pick and I think I think I can see what Mick's doing here. He's a very good negotiator. He has a vibe that we're going to come back to Liam Jones at another time. So he's just jumped on board with somebody else. So he's a he's yeah. a smart man, this boy. I like it. Um I'm hoping this this next question should be quite an easy one. As I said, this doesn't fill all our spots to start with, but we're just going to kind of push through this. Um, and hopefully give everyone a little bit of a tease and a taster of names that they're, they're thinking of. Let's lock away two rookies. I, I think we should be able to rock, lock away two rookie price players pretty quickly. Yep. Um, Herbie, who, who, who are you two? I, I think we know the names, but let's let's just pump this out quickly. Two, who are we locking away? Two no-brainers.
2: Ginby and Wilmont.
3: Del? Ginby and Constable. Ooh.
2: Do we agree on all three? I do. Yes. I, I don't like. I don't like the look of Conor yep. McGregor's brother. Um, he didn't look too good in that uh, that pracky match that they had. Uh, so Wilmot's had a huge preseason. So I uh, save forty or fifty k and go Wilmont instead of McKenna.
3: And what
1: um, what I do want to bring up here: Wilmont and Cunstall. Yeah, go for it, mate.
3: Yeah, Gimby, hundred points. Uh, if it wasn't for Will Ashcroft, he could potentially be the Rookie of the Year this year. He looked really good. When we're talking about Charlie Constable, he played a similar role to Ben Long. I did watch that game. A bit of run and create from the back line as their third tall defender and then even pushed up into the midfield as the game went on. So I I quite like that for Constable. I feel as though he cemented his spot in the side and he is going to generate you a lot of money.
1: Yeah, mate. I, I agree with you. I, I've been, I, I've put it out on Twitter before. If you want to follow me on Twitter at Rob K underscore FS, I asked the straight up Charlie Constable question. Somebody convinced me for why this guy's in. A few people have mentioned it. I wasn't convinced from what I've seen from these two preseason games. I'm convinced. I, I think he's in for now. hundred percent. We move on. We move on to the mid. So we've got five in there, which is a, a pretty good start guys. But I've, We'll discuss what we think we need to we need to bolster that up a little bit. Um, I think this is where we start to probably have some some bigger debates. Um, Justin's breathing heavily there on that microphone. I can hear that through my headphones. So uh, hopefully that's not too strong for everybody. <laughs> but he's he's prepared. I can feel it. Who wants to start with? Who is their must lock M one?
2: I've changed. Rory Land. I've changed here. Rory Land. <laughs> Say it, Justin. Say it best with best me. Best. Go. Yeah.
1: Go, Clayton
2: Oliver. Oh, turn it up!
1: <laughs> turn, turn it, it up. up! I'm going, Oliver. Mickey Dell. At least, at least Mickey Dell came across and said what needed to be said. I think Rory Lead is an absolute no-brainer that you must lock in to your side to give you that backup captain confidence. Del, I mean, you give your reason. You said you said it first, or and then and you go first, Del, and then and then Herbie, you can go with with Clary. Yeah, so
3: Rory Laird. Basically, he was everywhere. He tackled, he kicked goals, he had a lot of the ball. Adelaide were looking to get him the ball whenever they could. Uh, at that price, uh, I don't think he's going to drop that much, if at all. And what did he score? One hundred and fifty, even in the practice match, and he was probably running at seventy-five to eighty percent lock for me.
2: I don't mind lead. I just hate the price. Um, for me, looking at the matches, uh, it's four k. It's four k. Yeah. Listen, just listen. All right, Rob. All right, listen to this. What I believe in is I believe in good teams. Right. So I don't know what's going to happen with Adelaide. Right. I don't know they're they're obviously going through a rebuild. Leads a bit older. Like it, you, you just you're never sure of what's going to happen. Right, what I do know is the D's are hungry. Like you can just see it with the way they're playing; they are so hungry. And this is why I picked Oliver over Neil because I actually see the the D's just have a hunger. Whereas last year was, I think they won all these games, but they were only by like five or six points. I think they're gonna knock everyone out of the park, and Oliver's the man to do it. Right? Oliver's their main man. Right? So with with track, so for me. I'll have a lot of faith in them in the D's. So he's, he's the main man. So I'm just going with him. Cause I've got a lot of confidence in them.
1: I agree with everything that you just said in that paragraph. Like, absolutely. I I believe in good teams. I believe he's the man. I believe they're going to score. I believe they're hungry. I think they're coming back for it. They're doing like a, a Geelong win a premiership don't, and then maybe win another one. Um, I just think that you can get away with somebody who's in a weaker side. It's no different to when Zebel people had Zebel in their back line or even like an Aaron Hall that just were just getting these disgusting numbers down in the back line. I think Laird is just going to pick up disgusting numbers week after week after week, and no one's going to bother to tag because they're going to beat them regardless. So for me, two to, two to one vote at the moment. We'll go with Laird. I don't think we're going to be able to have Clayton Oliver – and Laird, I think now we're talking crazy prizes, but look, we'll come back. We'll come back. Everything you said is right. I don't think anyone can go wrong with either one of those two players. I just don't think you should afford both because there's way more mid-price maniacs to get in your team now. Which leads to the mid-price maniacs. Who 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 are we talking here, boys? Or where, where are your heads at? I mean, there's so many to talk about to possibly put in, but um, Herbie, who, who do you want first? Who's, who's your must-have mid-price midfielder?
2: I think looking at it um I can only give one name right Is that right? One name
1: one for now one for now you can say two names you can say I think, two I, names, I who think I think yeah, would
2: be your one Just the biggest lock in that mid-price maniac is Hopper um just seeing what he's been doing at Richmond with Toronto um I think Toronto is a huge brand Smokey, by the way um and yeah just at that price you can't go wrong I think everyone's going to
0: pick him
3: Finn Callahan for me. Watched him today, GWS, played on the ball and on the wing, looked good with it. He's a bigger size midfielder. I think he's going to play a lot of games this year and scored nearly a hundred today. And at two hundred and forty thousand, that's going to generate you a lot of money again.
1: So just for the betterment of this game that we're playing here, because look, both those guys might end up getting in this in this team, especially at that price that Finn Callahan's at. Just for the betterment of this game, Dell. If you could only have one of them, you'd you're taking Finn over Hopper. Yep. Cool. It's good. It's good chat for people. That, no, it's all right. It's it's good chat. It's good chat. Do you not
2: have Finn at all in your mindset here, Herbie? I do. I do. But he's in my rookies. I just think uh, he's pretty. He's pretty cheap. Uh, yeah, just at that. I don't know. I think he's in my he's in my rookie class, uh, but I'm looking at him. He looks good. I think it's a tricky one. I, I get the point of 244.
1: He probably sits in that mid price maniac. It's a lower price mid price maniac because I think what is it? If you're the number one pick is Will Ashcroft, it's 202,000. So I think therefore you've got to can only really call a rookie from there down. But he's a very low price mid price maniac. So look, I'm. I'm gonna put Hopper in. I think Hopper is the number one pick at that mid price cost. But let's come back because I've got Finn in my team. So let's put Hopper in. Um, do we Well I mean Herbie you agreed. Are we are we are we looking at a uh, Finn Callahan? Are we putting him in for now? And oh, then we can come back and discuss. 100%. Yep. All right, we'll put him in 100%. there as well. I, I really like what he's producing. I think he looks great. Um, let's discuss then the rookies. I think Ashcroft's an absolute lock. Anyone want to disagree with that? No. All right. No one has Ash. If, if, if you're listening out there and you don't have Will Ashcroft, um please come and join our league for those playing at home. We'll give you that code during this, uh during this episode to join our league. Cause if you don't have Ashcroft, you're I'm a bit unsure on how to play this game. I think just quietly. Um, who are the other? Give me, give me another two rookies' names that you're looking at that are just absolute locks for your team. Dell Del, will start with you this time.
3: Orwin Davy and Will Phillips.
2: I'm the same. I've got Will Phillips and for the
3: Mm.
1: This is good. I like this. Alwin Davy definitely came onto my radar. I had him possibly sitting in my forward line. Philippe was sitting in my forward line. For me, Phillips has moved from a starter to my bench, and I really like the look of Oscar Baker. Uh, Oscar, Oscar. Yeah. Yep, Baker and Mackenzie.
3: Um, Spot on.
1: Yeah. Which part of that did you like spot on? Just my name? Or no, no, or I, I the like the Oscar Baker listed?
3: pick. He scored 100 today. But then there's another one that I want to throw in there as well to, to throw to the floor as well. Mackenzie from Hawthorne scored 100 uh, on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, so that's who I just said. So Baker and Baker and Mackenzie are my two that I was going to throw in the mix. Yep. So I think um, we can agree look, on Phillips. So, yeah, I think we can agree on Phillips. Well, I think the way that we need to look at it as well then is Well, Davy and Filippo can be f- forwards. I really like the old, Davey. You, Dell, you're being a bomber's man. Maybe explain a little bit more. I didn't get to see that game. I've literally only seen his score and the way that people have talked about him. Is he more than just a forward or, or what do you yes. like about him?
3: Yep, so just watching the way he moved with the ball and his work rate up the ground, he was very good with the ball, very poised, didn't rush. Seemed as though he had a lot of time to make his decisions, whether it be by hand or by foot, and looked dangerous around goal as well. So while I don't think he's going to average your 80 or 90, I think you can lock him in for your 65 to 70 each week. It's
1: nice. And he's a low price as well, isn't he? He's about 117. Am I right in saying that? I've taken yep, right. yes there because I did have him in my side before. Yeah, cool. All right, so what I've done for now is I've put um, let's go to forwards then and I'll put Filippo I've put Filippo and Davy into our forward line and I've picked Phillips, Baker and McKenzie with Ashcroft in our midfield. Any issues? Sweet. We move on. I like this. This is, this is nearly too easy. It's nearly too easy. All right. This is where we've had some good fun. We're going to move to the rucks. And this might be the time that Justin Herbert opens his door to the delivery man, bringing him some humble pie. Who is our must-have ruck? Justin, you can start. Is it Brody Gundy? It, it, it is not. It is not. You, right. it, it is not. Hey. I, no disrespect to one of the best Ruckmans of this modern era, but he is not the lock for this season.
2: I will say I will say one thing. I was wrong. I was wrong. Wait, I'm marking, okay. I'm marking this. Hold on. Look, Marshall looks really, really good. Really good. No um,
3: shit. No
2: shit. Yep, yeah, he did. And uh, <laughs> look, I'm, I was wrong. I, w- I was watching today and I was like, look, the Ds. I-, I was I was really interested because, you know, I saw Marshall score and I was like, oh, it's okay. Grund- Grundy will turn it up today, right? I was watching today, Grundy kicked a few goals. Gorn-, Gorn killed it. And I was like, you know what? This This is actually favoring Gorn a lot more than it is Grundy, right? Just the way that they're playing together. Uh, So Gorn killed it, but he's obviously pretty highly priced. Um, What I will say is that, you know, in in a pretty easy win, Grundy wasn't able to accumulate a huge super coach score. So look, I will say it, Grundy out, my boy Marshall's in. (laughs)
1: It only took 7,422 tweets. uh, Pretty much every game that he's been the sole ruck, he scores over 100 since he joined the league. Um, And your two co-hosts just telling you that he's an absolute lock and you're a maniac for not having him. But it's good. We got here at the 26-minute mark on, well, this will drop on the 5th of March, which is a fantastic day of the year, my birthday. But (laughs) at the 26-minute mark at 7.45 Perth time, on the 4th, this is a great day. It's a great day.
3: We'll remember this one.
1: <laughs> we move on. We, we move on.
3: Um, let's
1: pick a second ruck. Who, who? Let's. I mean, I think this is where the debate comes in now. Who, who's, our, who's our second ruck? Who's partnering with him? I'll go to you, Del.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with big Sean Darcy at Fremantle. He was just everywhere on the weekend. His midfielders are going to have an absolute field day this year just tapping it down their throats. He was getting tackles. He was unbelievable. And it's another one that Rob's brought up in the past that he's going to play well. And Justin said, I don't know, Luke Jackson or other Ruckman might uh, take his time away, but he is as locked in as cheese on toast.
2: Well, he couldn't, you know, the last game... There, there was nothing to debate because he was just a sole rock. Because Jackson didn't play, so let's just see how this pans out. Let's go with a better ruckman here, the, 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 the ruckman from the potential premiers this year, and we'll go Tim English. I think he's a better player. Um, he's in his prime. He's going to do big things, and I, I'd I'll, I'll back him over. I'd back him over Darcy.
1: I'm. Yeah, look, I'm a big advocate for Darcy and what he's going to do. I'm still a big fan of Jared Witz. I'm a big fan of Jared Witz and the role he's going to play. I think he still puts up good numbers. He's their sole ruck. Um, he knows how to get scores over 100. And he, I think more importantly, he knows how to be consistent. So, look, I don't know who we pick here. I mean, look, I mean, I know where I sit with Sean Darcy I don't think you can go wrong. So I'm going to tell everyone at home, Wits, English, Darcy, Marshall, I don't think you can go wrong with those four. Do you guys have any debate over any one of those four on why not to pick them?
2: I'd be scared I mean, with Darcy with Jackson playing I mean, with him.
3: He's yeah, a I mean, big boy. He's a big yeah, boy. Watching, watching Western Bulldogs today. Uh, English struggled a bit against Exiri or however you say his surname and Goldstein. He's had a limited preseason. I don't think he ran out the game that well and didn't score that well. So for me, he's uh, on the outer at the moment.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: Where's everyone sit with wits? You guys don't really say much about the guy. What, what's what's I like um, him. I'll go to you, Justin. I think Dell's got a little bit of a delay. Yeah, Dell Del likes him.
2: I think, yeah, I liked him uh, and I've had him in previous years. He's been a good scorer um, for me. So I like him. I just don't like him at that price. Um, I like to think he's maybe if you're playing it safe and he's more a more model of consistency. Um, but I like to go for the boys who can, you know, push the 150,
1: 160s. Yep. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to, and I know you're not a fan. I think where we're agreeing then is because Dell's against English. You're against Wits at that price, which I can understand. It's going to have to be Sean Darcy. He's the cheapest out of all those that we're talking about. He's the cheapest. And we've got a couple of us that like what he's going to do. So let's put him in there. It'll give us a bit more money to play with when we, we try and fill out a few more spots. Um are we playing the Lupo role? Are we putting Madden on our bench? Yes. All oh, right, he's in. Done. We move on to the forwards. I think we can all agree that Josh Dunkley is in. Cool. All right, let's add who then would be your next primo. And we
2: know there's a few to choose between. Who's who's your next primo? Herbie? Connor Rosey. I think he's he's a lock in everyone's team. Uh he's looked really well this uh this preseason and from all reports he's their main man, so he's ready to step up. Um even when Butters has come back, uh he's still looked like the main man and still killed it. So um yeah, he's definitely the next lock for me.
1: You did just name Toronto as a brown low smoky. So you're ta- you'd, you'd take Rosie over Toronto.
2: Nah, I'm taking Taranto It's just hey, it's just <laughs> hey. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm
1: li- I'm, mate, I'm listening. Trust me. Right. I'm listening to every word Listen. you're saying, and that's why if anyone who's watching on YouTube is just seeing me throw my microphone from one room and one room to the other, because this as a host is what I'm dealing with.
2: <laughs> hey, I, I've, got all, I've got all. three as a lock. That, that's, that's what I've got. I've got all three as a lock.
1: I said, who would be who would be your next choice? We're trying to help everybody at home. Now, get, we know. We get it. Everybody's choosing between picking three primo forwards, four primo forwards, and a golden. We get the conversations that are out there. But there might be a few out there who just go, you know what? I want two. So if you're telling me Dunkley's one, tell me who number but two is. You know so you're saying Taranto's I'm just gonna, two.
2: I'll double down. No one is – I think everybody should just pick the
3: three. That's it. Just pick the three. It's so okay. simple.
2: Let's,
1: like, go, let's go with that. Del, Do you agree that all three, yeah, all three should yeah, be in?
3: Yep. Uh, Rosie's great, Taranto's great. That's
1: what you should have great. led with. That's
3: what you should have led with, Herbie.
1: You said you want some more arguments on this pod. Well, I'm giving it to you. Say what you want to say, all right?
2: Say what you want to say. Yeah, it's, sorry, boys. Taranto bad. should have been my second, my second, uh, second lad. My bad. All
1: right, so we've got Dunkley, Rosie, Taranto. We've got the two rookies in Filippo and Davey. Does anyone know? Is it Pooh or is it Uh oh, I've got no clue. Okay, we move on. Someone at home, please let us know on Twitter. All right. Um, mid-price. Mid-price. There's a few out there for forwards. Who are you touching, if anyone, at a mid-price for your forward? Dell, we'll go to you.
3: Yeah, after watching the games this weekend, and I was lucky enough to watch all nine games this weekend. I'm going to go ahead and pick Sam Flanders, who's at 256K. He was brilliant. And without Took Miller, he just took over in the midfield. So when you're looking at that, yes, Took's coming back, but he is going to play midfield time. And then he even pushed back and helped out the back line. Potential, again, to help out Ben Long and Charlie Constable down back. He's a lock for me now.
1: Herbie's giving look of, sorry, who? I'm just googling him.
3: Sam <laughs> Flanders. All you're
1: getting is, and all you're getting is stupid, sexy Flanders in his ski outfit with Homer Simpson, aren't you? Now, nah, Sam Flanders was been Sam Flanders has been a massive chat, and I must admit, I've heard a lot of chats before this season began, before we started this podcast, start to get a bit of a vibe of what's going on out there, and a lot of people talked about him being that possible breakthrough. And I was, I knew who the player was; I'd seen him play but I didn't understand how anyone was predicting him to be the breakthrough. His games have been phenomenal and he has broken into my team. And at that price, I totally agree. Sam Flanders, Sam Flanders has got to be in your team.
2: I've got Cunners, uh, Ben Cunnington from North. So I watched today's game. Um, and he, I watched a half of it. Um, he had, I think, 27 disposals, 16 contested possessions. Um, and you can really tell that the north midfield is really inexperienced when it went up against the Doggies. The Doggies just outclassed us the whole day. They just worked harder. And Cunners was, you know, um, in the midfield a lot. So I don't think that Clarko will fully – like, I know he's shifting magnets and stuff at the moment um, – but I don't think he'll fully trust the Phillips, the Pals. Um, I think it's it's those three. It's it's LDU, it's Simkin, and it's Cunners. And I think they all all three work really well together. So he's obviously building his fitness and, and coming back from um, you know his his cancer battle. Um, but when he's when he's at his best and when he's at his peak, he's just a yeah, he's just a gun. So for me, I'm going with Cunners because I think that. And I'll also say I don't think he's going to go forward as much as I thought originally.
1: Yeah, I like the call. And everyone, you guys all know, and anyone who's been listening along since episode one, he's been sort of my guy at that at that mid-four or even mid-three. I really rate what he does. My problem now is there's too many guys at that 200 or 300 mark that I think are going to score just as much as him. And I agree with your comment at the start, Justin, which is those three primos need to be a lock. And the other one you could throw into that mix is Cornelio. And if he possibly pops in and takes one of those spots. So for me, Cunnington now is too high priced for what I'm trying to do in some other spaces on my on my field. Um, so for Flanders to be that 256. The other one I'll throw up is is Bruin at three... I want to say he's at 313.
3: Bruin, I think he's around 308,
2: 308,
1: wasn't it? Or was uh, 330. 311, 311, 311, 400. Tanner Bruin. What's everyone's thoughts on? I'm going to throw the name out here because here's the flavour of the last 24 hours with the numbers that Goulden put up. I think it's a uh, don't panic pick. I, I rate him as a player, but don't panic pick. But Dell, I know you would have watched the game. What was your thoughts on Goulden and and your your thoughts going forward?
3: Yeah, he was phenomenal. Watching him, just his work right back and forward from defence to attack, his work around the ball, Sydney were looking to get him the ball at every possible opportunity. I tend to agree with you a little bit, given that there was no Callum Mills and there was no one else really to get the ball to. So they just stacked him with the ball. It'd be a good pick. I think you won't go wrong with him. I think he'll average his 100 points. But when you're looking at the score, what was it, 190 that he nailed out, that's that's phenomenal. Mm. That's unheard of territory. So it is to an extent a panic pick, but I don't think you'll be disappointed if you do end up going with him for the year.
1: No Papley either. So no Mills, no Papley, um, who does go in and take a bit of that sort of, uh, very Cyril-like goes in and can do some clearance work as well. Mm. What's, um, what's the vibe on, what's your vibe on Bruin?
3: Yeah, I like him. He he was working really well through the midfield and he spent a lot of time as the inside mid. Uh, seven or eight tackles for the game. He only had 18 touches and still scored over 100. So when you're looking at that, that's really efficient. Whether he can keep that up or not when Geelong have a full team back, I'm not too sure. I think that's a panic pick there.
1: I'll go to you, Justin. So... One of the absolute must-haves that we talked about, and I think everybody had him locked in. He would have been probably top top five, definitely top ten ownership was uh, McLean. Now he's had a bit of an off game today. Where does you where do you sit with McLean? Does he still make the side, or is it now a watch this space?
2: Yeah, I don't think he does. I am um, probably just going Sheasel instead of McLean now. Um, so he's probably just taking that spot over. Um. Yeah, he's really struggled this this preseason, and um in in a side that's killed it in as a as a mid slash forward. So, um, if he's struggling against us, you know, um, in a what should have been a hundred point win, um, our backline is a shambles as well. So. I don't know how he's going to go against the Geelongs, the, the Melbournes. Like, I don't know. Has he had an interrupted preseason that we don't know about? You know, something must have happened um, because he's not, looking, yeah. he's not looking that good. To an paint. extent,
3: I watched the game today, Justin, and he was just going through the paces. And especially now that Hayden Crozier has gone down with an injury, I believe it was a dislocated finger. That's a similar type role to what um, McLean will play. So don't panic I think he's going to score well. He's just he's had a pretty ordinary preseason as you've highlighted but watching him today he was just going through the paces looking to get through a game of footy. It doesn't look as though he's got the full confidence in his body yet but we all know what he can score like when he's up and about.
1: Yeah, I, I reckon I think he's got to go to the in the team now. I think you might the watch this space might be more around the fact that you're like does he go to my bench? Or is he definitely just an F6? Um, but, yeah, I've I've sort of got him still staying there. So I'll pop him in. We've nearly filled our forward line just quietly, guys. So we've got Dunkley, Rosie, Taranto, McLean, Flanders, Filippo, and Davey. Let's leave that final spot there. I don't mind the Cunnington pick. It's going to come down to balance. I don't think we're going to have the funds to put him in, but we can talk about some other, other options there because there's plenty of low price people who we know are going to play. Let's go back to our back line. So we are only needing to fill three more spots in our back line, four spots in our midfield, and one spot in our forward line, and we've still got 3.19 mil. To be aware, though, we only have one primo in our midfield, and that's Laird at the moment, and we drop to the the hopper and Callahan, so we know we're going to have to spend a bit of cash there. Well, let's talk about our defenders. We currently have one primo in Doherty. We have a mid-price in Elliot Yo, and we've got the three rookies in Gimby, Wilmot, and Constable. I feel we need to either pick a second primo or at least somebody 500-plus. i got a good so one. So, you, you threw, threw up, up. Yeah, go, mate. Go, go, for go for it.
2: Jeremy McGovern. 473k, I think. Um, he's been a super coach king um, for years, and he was always priced really high. Um, he's only just dropped just because um, of injuries and, and not playing enough games. <clears throat> um, but I think he scored, what was it, like 140 or something in that last practice match when they were getting smashed. So, um, yeah, for me, he's the... He's the drop down I'm doing from Dawson, saving 120k, um, and I'm going. I'm going to govern. I'm just yeah, going to okay. see your face, Rob. Uh, I'll let Dell go first, but
1: I just want to say one more. I just want to say one sentence, which is, I back good teams and good players in good teams. I'll just, I'll just
3: put that there. Dell? I'm going to give you two to think about, boys.
2: Quickly, you yeah, know I'm that I back, with it. I back back, man. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Vicky, go.
3: Okay. You keep cutting me off, mate. Come on, it's my time to shine here. All right, so I've got two that I want to throw to your boys. Bailey Dale, as I said earlier, or Ridley from uh, Essendon. Both fantastic users of the ball. They're around 500, 550K. Ridley's at 500. Uh, Bailey Dale's at 550 they're both going to score pretty well. Uh, Western Bulldogs are a good side. They structure up well. They look to get Bailey Dale the ball. And on the other side, Ridley, I don't think he's going to be one that's going to be tagged. When teams are looking to stop Essendon, they're looking to tag your hinds and these sort of people that create from behind the ball to try and negate Essendon's run and carry. Ridley's possessions are intercept possessions and kickouts from behinds. And he's a very uh, consistent scorer. So I reckon you could do pretty well both ways there.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm. My pick will be Dale, Cumming, Ridley, or Dacos, and Dacos mm. is the other one that still sits at that 500 mark. I think Ridley's at 502, so a bit of a debate there that our listeners are, are definitely asking: Ridley versus Dacos. I think Dale and Cumming are around the same price as well. Um, or do we? Or do you slot in a very confident second primo in Dawson or Stewart? Or Sicily. I think Sicily is the other one that, sort of that we've forgotten here.
2: Herbs? I'm saving coin and I'm going McGovern. I'm putting Dacos in that um, number two slot and then McGovern's that number three.
3: We'd have to see with the overall team. I like, like backmen on yeah. bad teams. When we, when, we, when we talk about the overall structure of the team, it depends on how much you want to spend on your midfield. Uh, I like the Dawson pick. I'm not overly sold on Sicily yet. We've got Doherty there. Sicily, uh, not Sicily, sorry, uh, Sinclair from St Kilda, that wasn't the same player we saw last year. So I can see why the percentages are down a little bit lower. Um, So it depends on whether we're going to stack our midfield or we're going with some primo talent in the back line.
1: So no no one has backed in... Coming, so I'll give you guys the choice here. I, I'm not McGovern, I see what you're doing if you're putting him in the three spot, but I think we need to look at money. We've got already Elliot Yo sitting there. I don't like the idea of having Elliot Yo, Gimby, and McGovern all from West Coast, and then there's probably a chance we throw <laughs> Chester in this team as well. Um, but if I said to you guys, then Ridley, Dacos, or Dale, who are you picking, Herbie? Dacos. Del. Dale. Hmm. I don't. I, I really don't like the fact that Dacos got tagged, mm. and he didn't play it well. No. I think he becomes a bit of a player that gets tagged at Collingwood this year, and he's got a lot to learn on how to break it. So I am going to go with back in good teams. And confident in his role, and we've talked about him a lot, which is Bradley Dale. All right. Midfield. Uh let's fill let's fill out some spots. Let's fill out some spots because I think it gives us a chance to like I think the midfield we need to leave to last to know exactly how much money we have to spend. So who are you guys putting? Who who are you guys putting? Give me one more rookie for our I think we need one more rookie in our back line, unless we're putting in a mid price. I think we need one more rookie. We've got two primos and a mid price maniac in Yo. Are we confident with Yo being D three? Do we put two more rookies in? Like would we be happy with this as our starting six? Doherty, Yo, Dale, Gimby, Wilmont, Constable, or are we missing somebody that needs to go into this back line?
3: I like Jones. I've got Jones in my starting six.
1: Sorry. Yes. Yes. Jones. Herbie, are you happy with Jones? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy with Jones. Yep. So Good call. Liam Jones goes in. Who's our, who's our, that, well, that kind of answers the question. Who's our last rookie? Is it, for me, I'll put up, I think it's, Um. I want to say either Chessa, but he can go into the mids. And so can Chinkotta or Sincota from uh, Carlton. Yeah, I really what like what he put it? up in his game. And it, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I and 102k. Yeah, it's a trust me, Herbie. I had to look him up a bit today, too. It was the I had seen the name get mentioned. Yeah, he, mate, he actually played an absolute ripper, and I really liked what he did. It's, um, I'm pretty sure it's Alex Chincotta or Sincotta. Is it Sincotta? Did you hear it, Dale? Is
2: it Sincotta? Yep.
3: yep.
2: There's a lot right. of players coming up who are coming out of nowhere. Just buyer beware. That's all I'll say. At 102 and two
1: k, I'm. if he's named in round one, it's buy without even looking at writing your signature. They won't even ask for ID, which you might have today with that no-mustache. You look about 15, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there's our back line. All right, so I'm going to... We've got... Um, Doherty, Bailey Dale, Elliot Yo, Liam Jones, Wilmont, and then either Gimby or Constable, and then Sin Cotter on the bench as well. I don't mind that. It's not bad. Let's move to, let's fill then the last forward spot. I feel like it's probably just going to have to be a rookie or a rookie price or that 200 below. Um,
2: I'll let you throw out a name first, Herbie. I think we can all agree, hopefully, um, that it's got to be Shiesel. Um Watching him today, he's just – I'm so excited by him as a, as a North fan because he kicked a goal early, uh, I think it was, and then he went back behind the ball. And when he went back, he, his creativity, um, his hands – he just reminds me of like a Pendlebury. Um, he's just really, really classy with the ball, and us having Zebel down there who just roasts the ball, and us having like some backmen down there who, you know, we're, we're filling spots and stuff with with some intercept marking with Logue and McKay's doing good, but we don't have a skilled backman, right? And I don't know what Clarko will do. But I know you know his game plan, Rob, um, and I know that he likes to use people who use the ball well. So um, I think Zebul and Aaron Hall—they'll be on a really short leash.
1: Clarko yeah. is very strong on—he puts a big influence on flankers, half forward flankers, half back flankers, and wingers. That's his motto to how he wins flags is those kind of roles that can also rotate between all those positions too to throw the opposition off. So before you know it, you're a half-backer who's now all of a sudden a half-forward who then goes onto the wing that then goes into the midfield to really break up the structures. So I don't mind the call. Let's not forget, we can put Filippo or Orwin Davey onto the bench in the midfield too. So we can move a few here because I'm going to mention... Actually, Dell. you go next. I, I like the shizel call. But who-, who are you mentioning, Dell?
3: Yeah, I like the chisel call as well, Justin, but I'm going to go a little bit left field here and go with Fergus Green from Hawthorne. They are going to need focal points inside 50, and he's also good below his knees. So he didn't get much of the ball, but he did score 80, and I think he can build on that. I don't think he's going to be a regular top scorer, but if you're looking for that slow cash burn and someone that's going to play a lot, I think Hawthorne are going to get games into him. So Fergus Green for me.
1: I'm going to, if we're going to be talking about, I like that call. I've already moved Filippo into the midfield defense because I think we're going to need a spot here. Um, I like the Fergus Green. I like the Sheasel call. I'm going to still throw up, though, uh, Asaba Radagalia. If we're playing the loophole role with Madden on the bench, heaven forbid Marshall or Darcy just miss a week. Um, or whoever you have in your ruck line, miss a week. Asava is now going to play that defensive role uh, with the injuries mm-hmm. that they have at Co- uh, Geelong. And at 174000 with DPP to go into the ruck, that could save you having to burn a trade on a one-week injury to one of your starting rucks. So to me, I feel like it's nearly a must to have someone like him in your forward line. Yeah, it's so not a bad shout. throw that back to you guys.
3: I'm, I like it. Yeah. He just looked a bit sloppy when he was playing the other night. Coming out of the back line, he gave away a few free kicks. He, he would just look like that bloke that when he got the ball, he just kicked long all the time. He didn't lower his eyes. And as a previous senior coach, I used to hate that because you're effectively kicking it to a 50-50 all the time. You're not trying to structure up your team where you're not looking to, to get that switch kick and get your runners into the game. So I think from your point of view and having that, ruck player that could go into the ruck if someone misses, that's brilliant. But from a point scoring point of view and an outlook over the course of the year, for me, he was out as soon as I saw him play the other night. Just too sloppy and I don't think he's gonna make much coin.
2: Herbs. I think for the for the price he's pretty well um pretty well liked and, and I wouldn't mind getting him in my team. He was in my team previously um, but I've taken him out since. Uh, but he's someone I'll, I'll definitely look at, especially with Hawkins down for, uh, I think it's going to be a few weeks. So um, I don't, I'm not too concerned about him butchering the ball so much. Um, he just needs to, to take intercept marks um, down back, which he's been really, really good at, and just give the hands to somebody who can uh, hit a target. Um, yeah, with Geelong, obviously, they're going to be pretty good as well. So um yeah he's he's really cheap yeah. so he's definitely an option.
1: Yeah for me for me it's just that support piece that I just feel confident in a support piece. I like the green call especially 123. I just feel like I will sleep easier knowing that I have somebody that I could flick across if need be. I yeah. like Sheezel as well. I've look, I've put in I've put in Sheezel and Radigalia. I think we're really starting to spend a bit of cash when it comes to our forward line. Um you start looking at you know our F6 is 170, or oh, well, no, F6 would probably be Sheezle or maybe 198, and our benches are both 174 and 178. So, look, we might have to strip it back, and, and if so, it looks like it's Sheezle or Radagalia that come out for maybe like a, a green, and then maybe we can spend a bit more, but we'll only find that out now until we go back to our midfield. So we have $1.9 million to spend, and we have three spots to fill, which dare I say will probably have to be. For, That's three primos. It's probably got to be our M. It's probably yeah, because it, it probably has to be our M two, our M three, and our M four. So they have to be three primos um, because we've got Laird, and then we drop down to Hopper and Finn Callahan. We then will Ashcroft, and we've got. Phillips, Baker, McKenzie, or Filippo making up the last spot and the other three going to the bench. So we're looking at the mindset of an M2, M3, and M4 with not much more than 600K to spend.
2: I think this is easy. Okay. It's it's yeah. Dale, Oliver, and Tom Green. Let
1: me see. Spend Let your money really well
3: it. there, Justin. Well yeah. done thank you
1: steel Got the calculator out so, so tom green and uh, you keep you you speak on that Dell while i put them in
3: yeah i unlike justin i don't carry around a calculator in my back pocket so i'm going to have to throw to you blokes in regards to whether yep. my picks will fit but let's go with Bontempelli, pelly steel and tom mm-hmm. green
1: mm-hmm yeah, definitely fits. So, Clayton Oliver, Jack Steele, and Tom Green still leaves our team $88,700. So, we can spend pretty much how we want. I'm intrigued on everyone's thoughts here now. I, I love Tom Green. I, I rate that pick. The one who's now I'm getting a little nervous about, and again, been absolute lock, and we've had a couple that were spoken about this episode that have been locked since day one, is Jack Steele. Now if we've got eighty-eight thousand to play with, let's say for example, I took Jack Steele, let's just say I took Jack Steele out. And I can put in Lockie Neal. Um, I can put in anyone. I can put in Lockie Neal. I can I can put in anyone. I can put in Lockie Neal, Took Miller, Callum Mills, Marcus Bontepelli, Jack McCrae. Are you still taking Jack Steele? Nope.
2: Nope. I'm take I'm taking Marcus Bontepelli. No I'll go steal i think uh it's been blown out of proportion he's uh he's um you know slower games that he's had in the preseason um he's a gun he's their captain um i think that yeah at that price you're looking to make money right as well um so for me i'd go i'd go steal and upgrade somewhere else
1: okay no um' like this is a good chat. And look, we can we can go back and who would be your pick though, Dell? if you're just pure scoring?
3: Who am I talking about or who are we picking between?
1: If we took out Jack Steele and you can pick any player you want.
3: Yep. So we'll take out Jack Steele and we'll put in Lockie Neal. Like you've got points on the board from years gone by. He's a proven big, big scorer. We saw him the other night playing alongside Danaher. Uh, not Danaher, sorry. He's a bit of a spud. Um Dunkley is who I meant. (laughs) Uh, McCluggage, you know, these guys that are running through the midfield and were still able to generate his 130 points or whatever it is that he scored. If I had that money, I'd be throwing him in within a second.
1: Boys, I like this team. I like this team a lot. Let me let so let me just read out the team then and and look now we have the ability. What are we at? We're at fifty-eight minutes. I feel like everybody should be glued to their seat. This might be the point in which I mark it as well. Our team right now sits at Sam Doherty, Bailey Dale, Elliot Yo, Gimby, Wilmot, Constable, Liam Jones, and Sin Cotta. So Liam Jones probably comes on there. Our midfield is, we have the top three priced midfielders. Laird, Oliver, Lockie Neal, Tom Green, Jacob Hopper, Finn Callahan, Will Ashcroft, Cam McKenzie, Filippo Phillips, and Baker on the bench. We've got Darcy and Marshall in the ruck with the loophole Madden on the bench. And then we go Dunkley, Rosie, Taranto, Flanders, uh, Sheasel, McLean, and then Radigalia and Orwin Davey on the bench. Radagalia mainly just giving us that quick backup ruck at the same time as making some price. And we've got 16900 in the bank.
2: Where are we weak? That's a strong team.
3: I like it. That's a very nice team. I really like that.
1: I do too. Do we all right, so here's the question then. Do we do we truly feel confident with Elliot Yo as our D three? Or can we save some money somewhere and I'm just trying to have a look.
2: Can we put can we, we can uh let go, go Lockie, of Neal?
1: Three Lockie Neal? Lockie Neal put steel though, because you've got And then that day causes No, nah, that's not enough. That's not enough. I think it will be. Lucky Neil's only seventy-six k ahead of Elliot Yo, and Elliot Yo's a hundred and seventy short of uh, Dacos.
2: So if we if we put Neil to steal, how much do we have? It's a hundred k, isn't it, or eighty-eight k? Yeah, it is. Um, sorry, doesn't
1: make for great radio. But uh, give me a second. I'm nearly there. It gives us eighty-eight, seven hundred.
2: It's good talking points. So I
1: feel our back. I feel like I feel our backline is the weakest. I mean, you, you if you talk about the 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 three spot, we've got if we just talk about threes and fours, we've got Yo and Liam Jones in the midfield. We're at like Tom Green and Jacob Hopper. And in the forward line, we're talking Tim Taranto and Sam Flanders. But I, I still don't mind it. I, I'm pretty happy to stay with that.
3: You know what Three we should do after this? In the midfield is, is interesting. Uh, let's throw it out to the community, what? and let's get the community to pick some plays mm. for a team, and we can create a uh, a super coach community team.
1: Yeah, that's a good shout. It's a good shout. All right. Well, let's we've we've clicked on the hour, so I feel like we could debate this for a while, and this is the fun of picking. But I'm I sit pretty comfortably with that with that team.
2: Look, boys, I'm going to tell you, we're dropping a big podcast next week. We're dropping three big podcasts, and I'm very very confident that if we do a vote by the end of it, uh, I will get the least amount of uh, upvotes that will say that I will win the comp, but I'm still going to win it, baby. Light the beam. Do
1: you know what the fun of this is with me building this team is currently this is my team because <laughs> I've done it on my on my app.
3: <laughs> so, I, just, I just think I the, the three
2: premiums is a bit much in the uh, in the midfield. Um, yeah, You're leaving your back line pretty exposed. And not getting Dacos in, I think, is a really, really big mistake. One One
1: thing I realized, and this is why we did the rebuild, was it's very hard to just go, where do I make cash? And even what you did just there, so you went, look, I think we need to turn Yo into Dacos. And you do it. And then before you know it, you've actually got to downgrade somebody else to do it. You've nearly got to downgrade two players to bring in this Dacos. And then you've got to ask yourself, does Dacos actually end up scoring that much more than Yo if Yo's fit? Does he actually score that much more?
3: Can I just throw this to you as well? On the weekend, Collingwood jumped out to a six-goal-to-one lead and then Dacos was tagged after that and it brought everyone or brought Hawthorne back into the game and Hawthorne nearly snatched the game. Now, we all know that Hawthorne aren't going to be a contender this year but if teams cotton on to the fact that they need to stop Nick Dacos for them to have a chance at winning and he gets tagged more often than not, I'm not about to spend 500K on a running defender that's going to have a heavy tag each week. I'd
1: I'd rather get Ridley, Jack, um, like junk time. What he does back there. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Look, I mean, to to everyone listening at home, I feel like we could sit here and talk about this for hours on hours on hours, and that's what makes Supercoach fun, and we'll probably come back to it and have a chat. We've clicked over that hour mark. I'm very aware, not making these episodes too long, but hopefully we've asked and answered a lot of questions for people out there. I think we've talked about all the major names that have been spoken about all over Twitter. I think we've given you a bit of feedback for why. I was never going to go three primos in the midfield, but... I love that. I reckon it looks amazing. It actually makes you feel very sexy. Um, but I'll throw to you guys any any final thoughts on what people should be thinking about and what we're going to lead in to round one.
2: I'll start with you, Herbie. Look, I think next week's pods are going to be great. Um, the only concern that I have today is I know you like the three primos at 700K each. Um, but just I would say how confident are you that all of them are just going to remain at that price? Um, You also want to make money from some midfielders in that six or 550 bracket, take some risks. Um, So that's the only thing I'll say. But next week we will discuss, we'll we'll all drop our teams, our final teams, um, and then, yeah, may the best person win.
3: Yeah, I like your thoughts, mate. Uh, Just everyone listening at home, our Molten Fantasy Pod League, 237113. That number again, 237113. We're almost approaching 100 people in our league. We want to put that up near 200, 250 people by Thursday week. We've only got 11 days till round one. So guys, jump in, get around it. As Justin said, we've got some big, big podcasts coming up. We're going to run through our teams, our locked and loaded teams. We've given you stats. We've given you some inside information. We've given you an idea as to how senior coaches think and know how players play on the field. We hope that with our knowledge passing this on to you, that this is going to make you better for the year and hopefully within a shot of winning the big prize at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, spot on. Well said. Definitely joining, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening along I will post a photo of this story of this team, I should say, that we've put together. We have some awesome podcasts coming up leading into round one. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us on all our social mediums that we are on. We are everywhere. We are talking daily to the point of we could be made redundant in our works. We're putting so much into this job. So that's fine. <laughs> we love it. We love that you we listen along. We love that you give us your time and your ears. Drive safely, everybody, and we will see you on the next Molten Fantasy Sport podcast. Peace out.
3: See ya.